the great American Southwest. I bid you all good morning from Cactus Country to the Hawaiian and Tahitian Island chains eastward to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, south into South America, north to the pole, and worldwide on the Internet. This is Coast to Coast AM. And I'm Art Bell. Hello. Well, I've got a lot to tell you about. Something you're going to run and want to get your calendar for, I'm sure. And I would not have believed it was, was possible. But I did give it a try. And I am amazed. Coming up this next Wednesday, May 15th, at 1 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Time, Richard Hopeland in debate with Apollo 14 astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell. Kind of going to be the radio event of the century. And I make no predictions about its outcome, none. Uh, but um, you wanted it, you got it. Richard Hoagland wanted it, he got it. And I will uh, tell you a little bit about uh, the genesis of this. Richard Hoagland, uh, uh, as you know, has been on my show many, many times, and now Dr. Edgar Mitchell with a recent appearance. And Richard Hoagland has uh, done a lot of work to try and prove, to show that there are large glass structures on the moon. Um, we've had him on the show many times. And then we had Dr. Edgar Mitchell, Apollo 14 astronaut, on. And he basically said green cheese and bologna in response to Richard's work. And so earlier in the day today, I called Dr. Mitchell and offered him a debate with Richard Hoagland. And his initial comments withheld, he said no. I said, okay, fine, that's kind of what I expected. And then he said, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I've been a little hasty. Let's do it. So I said, fine, let's do it. So I suggest you mark that one down on your calendar. Richard Hoagland, an Apollo 14 astronaut, the guy who stood there, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, together uh, for at least uh, some period of time, uh, May 15th at 1 in the morning. And uh, I want to thank both of them for uh, accepting the opportunity. And uh, I need not tell you uh, how interesting it's going to be. Now, this evening at well, about 20 minutes, uh, we're going to have a brief guest on the program. As you know, I'm a science fiction aficionado. I love it. One of the first science fiction books I ever read was um, one of my favorites, remains one of my favorites to this day. And uh, it's called Lucifer's Hammer. Well, guess what? We've got the co-author of Lucifer's Hammer, uh, Dr. Jerry Purnell, as a guest coming up uh, in about 20 minutes here. And I'm really looking forward to that. I, I read Lucifer's Hammer I don't know how many times. It is one of my favorite topics. For those of you who have not read it, it is a book about an asteroid 
and the earth. And we'll talk more about that. And uh, I know uh, Dr. Purnell is working on a new book right now. We'll talk to him about that as well. If he's willing to talk about it, we'll see. So there's a little bit of what's coming up on, on the show, uh, both next Wednesday and this, this evening. Uh, otherwise, we will have open lines during the night tonight. You all know by now about Operation Purple Star, the biggest, uh, actually the biggest war game uh, that has been played uh, most recently with tragic results. Uh, 50,000 uh, U.S. and British people involved. Biggest actually in a decade. Um, two helicopters collided. And uh, there are 14 dead, 14 dead Marines as a result. That was at Camp Lejeune, which is where I was born, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And uh, it's pretty awful. A CH-46C night helicopter transport collided with an AH-1 Cobra attack helicopter, both great big monsters. There was, uh, at the time, darkness, night vision goggles were in use. I'm sure many of you have seen some of the coverage of some of the faults thought to be contained um, when using night vision goggles, the misperceptions. That may or may not be part of it. We don't know yet. IR Today's helicopter crash brought back painful memories for me. 81, I was a naval corpsman attached to the Marine Air Wing in Tustin, California. One evening while I stood watch in the sick bay, the crash phone sounded. It's like the one today, two choppers had collided, gone down. Seven Marines died in this one, one survived. I'll never forget the sight sounds, especially the smells that terrible night. So there's going to be a lot of investigation. They're going to try and determine whether uh, military planes and aircraft helicopters are kept in the same kind of condition as civilian. There's some indication that the military craft Ron Brown was flying was not safety-wise anywhere near ready for civilian standards. Awful tragedy at my birthplace. Uh, the House has passed adoption benefits. You adopt a child, you get a $5,000 tax credit for families earning up to 75000 somewhat less for those to one fifteen hundred and fifteen thousand. Um, Colby's uh, autopsy results are back. No foul play indicated. The State Department says the Clinton administration has decided against imposing sanctions on China for the alleged export of nuclear weapons-related technology to Pakistan. Ooh, isn't that something? State Department spokesman Nicholas Burns says no sanctions are needed because China has now agreed to make no such sales in the future. How many of you think we can trust the Chinese? Raise your hands. A newly declassified U.S. intelligence document says that Nazi leaders plotted in the waning days of World War II, get this, a post-war return to power in Germany. 
document refers to meetings in 1944 between Nazi leaders and top German industrialists to plan a secret post-war international network to restore the Nazis to power. Can you believe that? That sounds just like something out of uh, a science fiction novel. You know, the Nazis are back, but they almost were. So it seems what man can imagine uh, more times than not occurs. Tonight, an hour ago, Reuters. Is it a bat? Is it a witch? Is it from Mars? We only know this much. It is furry, has big, bulbous eyes, and sucks the blood of goats and other creatures. The mysterious vampire-like creature known as Chupacabras has gripped the fevered imaginations of many Mexicans. Now, people here. While government officials appeal for calm, enterprising trinket sellers have jumped on the bandwagon with chupacabra t-shirts, key rings, and so forth. In Tijuana, they're offering tours of sites allegedly linked to the creature. This is Reuters I'm reading you about an hour ago. Some say it is extraterrestrial. Others say drought in Mexico's northern states has driven bats, wolves, and coyotes to carry out the attacks. The witnesses say it sucks their blood until they die, leaving telltale puncture marks on the neck and other mutilations. A one man so far has been attacked in Mexico. Two bite marks. And so the mystery of La Chupacabra continues, and certainly, folks, begins to deepen. This, Art, last night... No, check that. Art, I thought you might like to know, the goat sucker is now in Arizona. Last night on the news, Channel 3, they reported that El Chupacabra was seen in Tucson, Arizona last week. A boy woke up to see it in his room. After he screamed, the creature jumped through the window, breaking it as he did. Really? Can you imagine that nightmare? I mean, when you're little, you jump under the covers frequently enough to avoid imaginary monsters. How'd you like to have El Chupacabra show up in your room? Good Lord. Then this, aren't they at a teaser for the 10 p.m. news here in Los Angeles on Fox, Channel 11? One of the stories they talked about was about what in the world is killing small animals. They showed about half a dozen dead rabbits with big holes in their necks. Is Chupacabra here in L.A.? You know, and all we have is rumor of the fact that some Mexican cowboy may have killed one. It is claimed. A powerful concoction of illicit drugs dubbed homicide, dubbed homicide on the street, sent 116 of the drug abusers into Philadelphia hospitals. Philadelphia, I said. 
An official with the Philadelphia Department of Health said most of those admitted Thursday night had been released. But several people remained in the hospital. He said the drug killed five people in Philadelphia in February. Lewis said the drug was analyzed as a concoction of heroin, cocaine, scopolamine, I guess it is, which is used as a sedative or hypnotic, vitamins, and a cough suppressant. Hmm. Health department officials said that for about seven hours Thursday, Drug users with overdose symptoms were being rushed to Philadelphia hospitals. It gives me the heebie-jeebies, folks, to talk about something and then have it come true before my eyes. You know what we talked about the last few days, and then all of a sudden, boom, here we go. Uh, so... There you've got it, and again, I want to remind you, because it will be the event of the century, uh, it's going to be interesting. Look, I, um, this next Wednesday at 1 o'clock, we're going to have uh, Richard Hoagland and uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell here. And it should be, it should be something indeed. I've got another newspaper article here. This time from the Oregonian, yesterday, entitled, Militias Draw Up Plans for War. And so it is um, confirmation of the story that I've been giving you for the last couple of days about what lies directly ahead with regard to the militias, and I'll try and get to that this morning as well. Bajan. Well, okay, when I was a youngster, a youngster. I was really um, on the island of Okinawa at the time. I read Lucifer's Hammer. It was a book about a collision uh, with Earth of an asteroid. It's one of the better science fiction books that I have ever written. It was co-authored by Larry Niven and Dr. Jerry Purnell. And we're going to have Dr. Cornell here in a few minutes. And it captivated me. It originally sparked much of my interest in space and topics of this kind. It simply riveted me. And I'm kind of curious what, uh, what book Dr. Cornell is working on now and what he thinks about all the rather recent close visitations of uh, comets and asteroids and meteorites and all the rest of it. I mean, there really has been a lot. The modern version of that might have been without warning, which also was, I thought, uh, one of the better television shows I had ever seen. It was a modern version. Without warning was the modern version of Lucifer's Hammer. So we're going to explore all of that here in a moment and talk with Dr. Cornell. I think you'll find it absolutely fascinating, and I recommend you stay right where you are. Pass the word, folks. 
It'll be um, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the man who stood on the moon in Apollo 14, and Richard Hoagland. Wednesday at 1 a.m. Pacific Time. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back.